What's up, Video Landers? My name is Nathan, and with me tonight is fellow marathon man, Kyle Brown, and our fellow council member, Brandon. And we will be your hosts for tonight's episode of Adventures in Video Land. In addition, uh, AV's own Renaissance man himself, councilman, and website editor Matthew Wade will be playing <laughs> alongside us tonight as well. He sent us his Golden Idol Awards in advance, and we'll be revealing them at the end of the episode to see how they kind of shake up our votes. Could really uh, shift some things around. Uh, we've, yeah. had, we've had it before yeah, where like, it really mattered. Yeah, absolutely. End, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I know he said ahead of time, I know he's told Brad sort of privately, like, I think you're going to be really surprised by, you know, my, my responses. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting. Speaking uh, of Brad, uh, he's dead. That's why he's not yeah, here. Yeah, he's not here. He died. Yeah, he's so, not here. Whatever. Uh, and just as a reminder, he's actually not. Because if you want <laughs> if you want to be in. He got buried under the meatloaf and Louis Anderson. <laughs> oh. Did Louis Anderson also die? Yeah. Today? Yes. No shit. Yeah. Oh well, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> Just as a reminder, if if you know if it sounds fun to play along though for real, like Brad's actually not dead. So if you if you want to be involved and you want to send in your your awards and play at the table with us, uh, you know let Brad let Brad know it's Brad McBoom on Facebook. You can also get a hold of it, of any of us at the table. I mean like we'll let our, we'll have our contact info at the end of the episode. Just shoot us a message. Mm-hmm. Um. So having said that, guys, like we might have some new listeners tonight that haven't actually seen an episode before or listened to an episode of the podcast. Uh, Brandon, what are the Golden Idols? How do they work? Yeah, so this is a versus. So we're in a boxing match right now. We've got Rocky and Apollo in each corner. So we've got two movies going head-to-head, and they're going to go at each other for different uh, categories. We've got like best location, best character, best kill. And whoever comes out on top gets that golden medal, gets to wear that belt, they get that golden idol. Right. At the end, we add them all together, and we see who comes out on top. Right on, man. Yeah. And just as a reminder, uh, listen, guys, spoilers abound, okay? Like, spoiler warning. We are going to be discussing some films. I mean, yeah, they're like 45 years old, okay? We're (laughs) one of them. Uh, But if you want to, if you don't want to be spoiled, like, pause the episode. Do yourself a favor. Pause the episode. Don't listen to our shit. (laughs) Uh, Go watch the episodes. They're worth your time. And then come back and then contribute to the conversation, okay? Um, Kyle, what movies are we talking about tonight? How do they stack up, man? Well, we are doing a Suspiria versus. So mm. in 1977, Dario Argento released Suspiria to critical acclaim on Rotten Tomatoes as our high on at 93%. Yeah, so pretty, pretty good. damn high. Mm-hmm. 7.4 on IMDb, which is a, an above average score there. Starring Jessica Harper, Stephanie Cassini, and Udo Kier. Ooh, that was good. Yeah, Udo Kier is good. Um, and then there was a remake, uh, loosely using right. the term remake, <laughs> in 2018. Uh, it's our low on both Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb of 65% on mm. Rotten Tomatoes and 6.7 on IMDb, which are you know below average a little bit. Uh, stars Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton, and <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, directed by Luca Guadagnino. Yeah, I'd Nailed put- it. <laughs> I believe it's Guadagnino. 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 But I, uh, I don't know. I took French in high school. So, guys, my wife Rachel put this together. Okay. Um, so I don't know. She's got some thoughts, right? So uh, here's here's her quote, right? It's uh, I watched Suspiria, 1997, for the first time probably a decade ago, and I remember hating it so much. <laughs> uh, so so many people have spoken to me. Um, and they've insisted that I just, like, didn't get it. Um, the movie was fucking straight-up boring. <laughs> I thought the acting was terrible. Um, I had pretty low expectations when I watched the 2018 version, but I loved it. Uh, 
I thought the acting was infinitely better. The storyline was so much more interesting. And I thought that it would be a great conversation because people are so passionate about Suspiria, mm -hmm. which is true. Uh, there are a lot of people uh, yeah, who are very passionate about Suspiria, and I just thought it would be interesting for everyone to talk about it, which I think is true. And if I could just add to that, um, the reason we're even here tonight, right, is because <clears throat> there's another movie that we didn't like when we were kids, right? And that was The, the Godfather. Um, just didn't, like, it didn't re didn't resonate with us when you, we were, when you gotta we were be like, a certain age to respect what the Godfather Yeah, we were, like, probably kids. 18 last yeah, time we watched yeah. it, and I, we, both, we both of us didn't like it. And in the past, like, year or two, we've revisited it, and she liked it so much, she nominated it for Pantheon, and that's why, and it won, like, best, score, best yeah. nomination, mm -hmm. right? So that's why she get to put together this episode. So I think the whole thing is kind of, like, an opportunity to go back and look at things that I didn't appreciate at the time. And see if like, well, have I have I changed my opinion on that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's a good conversation. I think both of these are fun movies and they're worth talking about. Yeah. Um, Brandon, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Well, uh, Brad and I were talking about this before the episode started, and um, we were looking at some of the. He was looking at some comments in another page, and um, one guy was going on a rant about how great he loved the, how much he loved the 2018 version, but then turned around and said, "Well, just for nostalgia's sake, I love the 77 version." So it'll be interesting to see. If the nostalgia train sort of takes control here, or whether or not right. 2018 will get its fair shot, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I mean that's almost like you know the Pantheon nomination right now is Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles, and it's it's you know where where's that line between nostalgia and and does it fit the mold for what we need? And right. I, there's like a clear like people are like really balancing on both sides of it because like yes, I really like this movie, but how much is that is is my nostalgia? And it's the same with Suspiria. It's like how much is it like. I don't want to say something bad about this, like, all-time classic. Yeah. yeah, and I'll be honest with you guys. I don't get... We've been doing this for a fucking lot of years. I don't get nervous about doing episodes, but this episode, for whatever reason... Because like, the poll. Be, because <laughs> it's the... the and yes, we'll get to the poll later, but the, the people like one of these movies way more than the other. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I had never have, seen either of these yeah. coming in, so I had no predispositions of, like, what I was going to think either way. Well, so. and, and I'll be... So, I I mean, so already, I you know, like, mm -hmm. I didn't like it the first time I saw it, right? Mm -hmm. Years ago, I was with Rachel. Like, neither one of us liked Suspiria, right. the original Suspiria. And going into this, I was going to my friends being like, hey, man, like, tell me what, what tell me what you love about this because I didn't like it the first time. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't want to go into this conversation and look like a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want to make sure that I understand what people like about it when I rewatch it. Um... And so, and guys, if you've never seen the original Suspiria, uh, it's, I don't know if it's, I don't want to say it's cerebral, but it's definitely more like art house horror at a time when that wasn't really a thing. Yeah, it's very Italian. It, like, uh, yeah. you've seen other Italian cinema it's, pieces, yeah. It's very colorful and very, like, not loud, but the music is a, is a big part of it. It's, it's the sound and the look, and I think people remember that and they really like it. And the new one is not like yeah, that. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, I think it's, I'm going to be really interested and see what you guys think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if we go to get to awards right away, man, uh, Brandon, you can start us off with uh, Best Location. Absolutely. So the way I do it, I always come up with uh, a couple of different choices from each um, each movie and then they battle it out. So for the 77 version, I've got the Tans Dance Academy. I mean, it's where most of the movie uh, takes place, so there's a lot of action there. And then also the apartment building where Pat dies. Um, for some reason, that one just really sticks out in my mind just for the colors. Like, it stands out. It's just it's just weird. I mean, it's an apartment complex. Like, why? It, it's, it's weird. It sticks out. It makes an impression with the scene that happens there. Mm -hmm. And then for the 2018 version, I just liked the overall look of 1977 Berlin. Like... 
It was yeah. it was gritty. It was uh, it was gross. And um, the dance academy academy's right next to the Berlin Wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and like and I know that that feeds into a lot of the political story. And um, the dance academy was was another location I liked, which also sort of falls into that area of just being drab and just dank and dreary. A lot of shit going on outside. A lot of shit going on inside. Um, but for me. The apartment building is the one that, like, I would have, like, I'd be sleeping and I'd be thinking about that scene. And, like, it sticks out. Where just she, she gets hung? Yeah. That scene? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, when the, and then the glass comes in and impales yeah. the okay. roommate. So the apartment building where Pat dies okay. uh, gets the award for best location for me just because of the nightmare fuel encouraged. <laughs> right on. Okay. Absolutely. I agree with you. It's Really? It's, yeah. Okay. It's an apartment building with a fucking stained glass <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> like, it's so fucking strange like it shouldn't it shouldn't be there but like it naturally fits and it just it looks really cool when her fucking head goes through it and the blood's dripping down and then she just fucking flips down and just fucking gets hung there's some there's like it's it really sets you on a path with this movie like we're gonna see a lot of weird colors like happening at times when they you know as compared to 18 which is a lot of muted colors throughout the most throughout most of it's a lot of dark dreary stuff and this is like hey we're a dark dreary movie but like fucking rainbows yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah. whoa that's throwing me off in kind of a good way so yeah. um yeah i just like the way that building looks but especially that ceiling right on man this is actually it's a tie for me guys Ooh, um, okay. because i like them but it's this kind of the same location but i like it for different reasons okay so uh for 77 i went with the tans dance academy it's iconic right i mean like it's mm. this like red fucking building yeah. and it's just so like you it's so colorful. It's the it's the it's all just the colors. Yeah. It's the colors and the sound. And this is this is a movie that's very like um, dream dream like you know in a lot of ways. And so like it's like actually in the building is disorienting. You don't I don't really know where I'm at as they're going through the building. Yeah, right. But I think you're kind of not meant to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm disoriented. The colors are all fucking really vibrant and um, but it's it's so memorable to me. Yeah. Whereas like. I also tied it. I tied it with the Marcos Dance Company building, which, in comparison, on the face of it, not anywhere near, right? Yeah. You know, but yeah. but like, not as memorable because it is the one is very colorful and vibrant and loud, and the other one is is quiet and ethereal and like just mm-hmm. brooding. There's something and sinister like, going on. Yeah, I like them both for different reasons. Yeah. I also think that. In the Marcos Dance Company, I f- do feel I know where I'm at. Yeah. I know where I'm at in the building. Um, but you're the, still uncomfortable when you're there. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And all of these things that they did in the first, where like there's false walls, where there was like an iris that you turned. Now it's like it's a dance studio and there's mirrors and you can push some of them. And it just makes more sense yeah. to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. like it makes more sense. It's like, yeah, that's what it would be. Really, yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, so I like them both for totally different reasons, but also the same reasons. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So it, it's a tie for me. Cool. Nice. Uh, that brings right. us to best character. All right. So I'm gonna be pretty brutal with 1977. I thought Ooh. the entire cast was shit. I mean, oh, okay. I didn't like. No, nobody stood out. I mean, Tanner was interesting, just sort of like the Nazi esque, like just instructor, like making yep. sure everything's in, in line, and then. Pavlos, I don't know, he's kind of weird. He just sticks out. Yeah, I mean, I mean you remember him, I guess. Yeah. Just because that's like, oh, he's so ugly. But, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Poor <laughs> bastard. But, uh, but it's just like, maybe, the, maybe they'd be more interesting if the cast was better. I mean, like, God. And I know it was like, that's 
that was something for like the seventies Italian movies. Like uh, they would dub all their audio afterwards, so yeah, it is a lot of yeah. speaking in their own native exactly. Language yeah, so it, we have some English it. speakers who were still dubbing their shit, and it just. Oh, man. It just didn't Having work. said that, right, you see a lot of that in other movies, like uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah, those yeah. fucking characters are badass. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So, is I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like watching. Okay, it's like watching Squid Game with like in its language or watching the dub version. Like you see two completely different shows, and like, and it just did, it just didn't work for mm-hmm. me with the their this their voices and just the performances were just blah. Two thousand eighteen, however, I thought the entire cast. They were all pretty strong, but Tilda Swinton, all of her roles, so all three of her roles, so she played uh, Mother Marcos, uh, she played the dance instructor, names Madame Blanc, right. and Madame Blanc, and um, she played the doctor, the psychiatrist. So Over. she pretty much, you wouldn't know that she plays um, psychiatrist or uh, Marcos unless you looked at IMDb and saw that she was in the credits because she makes herself disappear. Um, so she steals it for me. So all of all of her roles completely wipe away. 1977's cast yeah. so they get the uh, 2018 gets the award for me okay Kyle um yeah and I agree about 77 it's not really like a character piece they're, they're, like Dario Argento wasn't like hey I want to make this you know masterful thing with characters and stuff it's just right. like I want to show off you know blood and guts when I can and and, and make still be artistic show. about yeah, it and yeah still yeah. be kind of artistic yeah. yeah they didn't care about the characters so that's why I mean yeah you pick a character from 18 and it's gonna be better I went with Susie just because I feel what a step up from Susie oh, wow. in 77. Yeah. Like you're actually giving her something to do. She's like very instrumental in the dances, which yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll talk about the dances yeah, and stuff yeah. later. Um, and then obviously the, the reveal at the end, which I'm sure we'll get around to as well. But there's just something like we get her, her past. We understand why she's there, why she's like drawn to this fucking dance academy in Berlin. And all the shit that happens to her like has meaning. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. makes sense. And like and she reacts to them appropriately. And like I typically don't like Dakota Johnson in, in just about anything, yeah. but like I think she's pretty fucking terrific. I feel the same way. I think she fucking crushes it in this movie. Yeah, I think she's really, really good. good I did still go Madame Blanc. I think Madame oh, Blanc smart. is yeah. specific Which uh Oh, I'm sorry, for 18. Okay. If we're talking characters, it's not even fucking yeah, toys. Yeah, just uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt, yeah, pick a role that Tilda Swinton plays in this movie, and it fucking, it, it's better than anything in the for, in the original, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know, Marcos is a little weird. <laughs> well, we'll get to the Marcos. Um, but, yeah, I don't think she did a bad job. I just think it looks bad. Um, no, Madame Blanc is such a, she's like, she just has everything going for her. She's yeah. like super, like she's such she's such a she's a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an artist. She's this powerful feminist character. She's you know a role model, but she's also like cle- like she's clearly like I don't know, not like evil. You know what I mean? But I mean, like she's clearly yeah. got some shit going There's on. Some sinister stuff. There's going some on. yeah. She's sinister and like she's I, and like I don't think she's. Because in the, in the background they're voting on who they want to lead yeah. the coven, and I don't think that she's like power hungry or anything no, like that. She's but very I do th- lawful evil. Sort yeah, of stuff, so. yeah, lawful evil. Yeah, yeah. It's like an evil, not evil stepmother. Like she was very maternal, <clears throat> I thought. So like, yeah, it's just like that. You, you can be. And she's like, I'm doing bad <clears throat> shit, but like we're gonna play but by the rules. She, exactly. Yeah, 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 but she is like, yeah, very like very good to the girls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, and and like, yeah, I Josh, she's a great character. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my point. Uh, best kill or defeat, Brandon. What do you think? All right, I've got a tie for this. Okay, <gasps> um, I mean it's a it's a 
it's a gory movie. It's a lot of death. It's kind of hard not to find kills that you really love for both movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the 1977 version, um, the death of Pat and her friend are pretty impactful. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that sets, sets the tone. Yeah, it sets the tone for the whole movie, and it's it's visually striking. It takes place in my favorite location in the movie, and it made my God. I mean, she just gets she gets stabbed over and over, and like that shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's not even fun to watch. It's just it's, it's a little it's a little disturbing. as most stabbings are. This yeah, one's... I mean it's not even fun to watch. It's not scream. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like now, like hearing her flesh tear and all that shit. Like it was Aww. gross. Um, but then, like it was this was a, this is why it's a tie because it was so close. Because I love when Olga gets defeated and gets like just completely mutilated when uh in which one in uh 2018's version oh so the pretzel thing yes that oh, was fuck dude that yeah. was a that scene was a that was a fucking mess but it was a mess that i wanted to be a part of it was yeah it was it was great and i lo- i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it later on but um <clears throat> that like that kill or not it's not even really a kill because she's not dead until yeah the end. yeah but, like, defeat it. but um it sticks with you. I mean, I love. I'll talk about the scene later. They they, they tie it. Well, I'll talk about it more now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, that scene is fucked up, and it's not even just the shit that's happening in there. It's the dancing that really yeah, sells it yeah. for me. Because that dancing looks so visceral, and yeah. like the way she stomps, you think she's gonna like break her fucking yeah, leg yeah. every time she stomps on the ground, and like you're really confused at this point because you know you know um, Madame Blanc's like touched her like yeah, beforehand. Yeah, yeah. You're like. Did she, like, put something on her? And we find out later, right. no, that was all her fucking doing. <laughs> but, like, yeah, and it's really gl- gross. She's just getting slammed into shit. Things are bending in ways they shouldn't it's be like bending. Crunching. It's crunching. Yeah. the sounds. Yeah. It's fucking bile, like, pouring out of her mouth. Yeah. And then fucking meat hooks. They just come in and just Ugh. fucking hook Oof. her with meat hooks and drag her away. Like, yeah. It's, it's like... Yeah, it goes from... It's 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 a beautiful carnage. That's what I was yeah. going to say later on. Is like, that's such a great, like that scene is so beautifully edited because it's taking something that's beautiful. The dance is supposed to be beautiful, even yeah. though it is pretty primal. Mm-hmm. And then in like juxtaposition, all this gore and carnage is going on. Like it's great, great yeah. editing. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that was awesome. <laughs> no, I no, And I, I have the same thing. Susie turns Olga into a pretzel. Yeah. 2018. <laughs> uh, it's the you're right. It's the juxtaposition. It's like first of all, it's quiet. the The sound in general in this mu- in this video in this movie is pretty quiet, mm-hmm. but like it's relatively quiet because I think she's dancing with no with no music, no music right? Yeah, yeah. She's there's no music. From memory from what she had seen as a kid, right? And so you're hearing you're hearing like her breathing and yeah. stuff, but it's but it's just it just you just feel it feels real. It feels like you're there. Yeah, the breathing and, and the stomping. Yeah, and the stomping. It's... You just it, you just feel like you're there, and the movements, and then it, when it cuts to her, and she's just like it's like a voodoo doll, just yeah. blah, like. Yeah. Uh, she just and won't it's, die. <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah, it's it's hard to watch. There's a yeah. guy at work I was talking about today, and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't know anything about Suspiria." Yeah. and I I started watching, and I got to that part, and he's like, "I watched a lot of horror movies, man," and like that was. That was rough. Like not not in a bad like I can't watch this. It's disgusting. Yeah. Just in like a oh man, that's yeah. rough. It's like I enjoy it, but like if I'm watching it again, I might oh. skip through it. I don't yeah. need to watch it again because it's it's pretty fucking graphic. Yeah. And I th- I think it's interesting. Like dance, if you, the dance studio in the original is really just a backdrop for the movie. It's yeah. not. It has no like importance. In, but dance is so much a part of the 2018 version. Yeah. And like, like dance and what it means mm-hmm. and what it, it as like an expression of like, f- like female power. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then to use that as like a conduit for like witchcraft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, which, what, what is witchcraft if not like man's 
fear of women's power. Uh. You know what I mean? And, like, it's just fucking... I just think it like fuck this movie understands the original's themes better than yeah. the original no, does. Yeah, it's absolutely. so fucking good. I agree, yeah. Um, but okay, so uh, enough about that, guys. Like, we got best score and soundtrack. We might switch this gears might here on this one. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I like Tom York's score from 2018, and then I also like I love the dances that have no music because I mean, like hearing the breathing and just like the, the sliding of her feet and like that. I mean, it draws you in. I mean, you're just you're watching as you're waiting for shit to happen. Um, but I mean, you, you got to give it to Goblin and uh, and uh, Argento for the the score for the original because it's it's more of a character than some of the actual characters. It's iconic. Yeah, so yeah. they get the point there. Yeah, right there with you. I, there's something about uh, like '70s horror music that just like strikes me so much more than anything that they tend to do today because uh, everything is like slow and melodic is building. This is just like hard fucking yeah, noises right. and shit, and it's like it's it's kind of it's. It does the same thing for me that the dancing does in 18, where it's just like, just watching it is kind of like visceral in the same way as yeah. hearing it is kind of like, I don't like the way that it's sounds. Like a, it's something like the is off. Yeah. yeah. It, I got a lot of Exorcist vibes. When yeah, I was absolutely. To it. So it's like the, the tubular bells in the beginning of the yeah. Exorcist, and I, was, I loved it. So yeah. There's there's like, uh, and it's the scene, well, it's the apartment scene in the beginning that you, that you were saying it's like your favorite location. I remember watching, because it's like in the beginning and she gets, she gets out and she like goes into the elevator. And I remember thinking like, this fucking soundtrack is going so hard right now. <laughs> yeah. If this were like any other thing, this is the most benign scene. Like she's yeah. just walking across the lobby and getting into the elevator. But it, but because of the soundtrack, it's like, you just have this dread. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow, like that's really effective. And nothing happens for like, several more And days. nothing exactly, even yeah. is going on. <laughs> it's just literally like... literally just going up to an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I actually... I went with I went with Goblin. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I yeah. went with Goblin. I do really like the Tom York soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. And if you go back and listen to it, um, it's it's present in a lot of scenes. It's just so subtle. It, and I I think it's really effectively used. It's just you're never gonna comp- like the Goblin soundtrack yeah. iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I don't I didn't write down the quote, but it's from John Carpenter was saying like, oh yeah, like you heard a goblin. I was like, fuck yeah, I ripped off half their shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking goblin's sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, hundred percent goblin for me, man. Yeah. Uh, that means it's the best screenplay, Brandon. What do you got? All right, so we got the screenplay from the 1977 version. Or they the had two- a screenplay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get to my point here. To, or the 2018 version. So we're looking at the 1977 version is a brisk 80 minutes, hour and a half-ish. Yeah. And then we're looking at a two and a half hour 2018 version. And I was afraid, oh shit, this is going to be drawn out. It's going to be boring as hell. But I was wrong. Um, I really liked the 2018 script. Um, it's engaging. There's a lot of shit going on. Um, not only with the, just the primary characters of the dance studio, but then there's the doctor. Um, there's just there's just a lot going on, and I liked it. And I liked the story. I liked that. Um, what I didn't like about the '77 version is that the witches are sort of like it's revealed at the end, and like, I mean, if you if I had never seen it, never didn't know anything about Suspiria going in, so I was I'm not a huge fan of twists in the five last five minutes of the movie, and then oh okay, and then a fire, and then, and then yeah, pass. like shit, you don't see any of the cool stuff. But then uh, I liked that the witches were part of the 2018 version, and it's pretty it's established pretty early on. And like seeing all this crazy stuff happen, I mean, it just makes for a richer experience. And um, so I liked the longer story. I liked that there were witches throughout. And overall, I just think that 2018 script was much better. 
Yeah. Right there with you. Uh, 2018 takes all the things in 77 that are afterthoughts and puts them at the forefront and makes them a part of the story. The dancing. Yeah. The witches. <clears throat> all that sort of stuff. Like, giving our main character reason for being there and then just like, eh, I want to dance. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah, wait to right. Germany yeah. to dance God. a little bit for this place that doesn't really show any dancing. Um, but it also has the hindsight of... Uh, Suspiria was actually a trilogy. Uh, Inferno. And like, God, now I'm, I should have written it down. There's a third fucking movie. It's Inferno... Suspiria, and uh, keep going. Go but anyways, uh, this eight two thousand eighteen Suspiria actually takes elements from all three of these yeah. and puts it together into one movie, so it's one cohesive story instead of three movies with bits and pieces everywhere. Yeah, right. Um, which really it helps him because there, there there's a lot of good stuff in Inferno and whatever the fucking third movie <laughs> is. Um, that they, they like, Hey, let's take all the best stuff from this and throw it in and mix it in so that it all makes sense. Like the back, the lore of mother Marcos and, yeah. and all this shit too. What's it called? Oh, I oh I'm I sorry. I was I looking at something like, else. Ah, you were looking it up. <laughs> Wait, no, you're like down on your phone. I no, like, actually something it, else. You look it up. Jesus I was Christ. looking up this quote I wanted to read. All sorry. Right, go for it. Um, so I'm right there with you guys. It's uh, David Kajinich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaj- yeah. exactly. Kaj- Kajinich. There we go. Uh, he's American, believe it or not. Uh, 2018. Um, yeah, so this is a quote from just in, in terms of the screenplay. Horror often loses me when it starts uh, to no longer regard the real world with real people. And so I said to Luca uh, when he asked me would I ever be interested in joining him in this, and I said I will take – I said I did. I said, yeah, I'll take uh, – quite a practical approach if you're okay with that um i i would want to know something like how could something like this happen uh how would it work what would the hierarchy of the coven be like you know like all those practical questions that normally like wouldn't be of much interest to people in a typical horror film and i think you yeah it's exactly what it is like and maybe that's not everyone's thing but like i appreciate yeah it just feels three-dimensional yeah you know what i mean a world around you yeah i i totally get whereas like in the original yeah you're right it all kind of just comes together in the last five minutes, and it feels very rushed. They 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 see Mother Marco or so whatever during like the sleepover, and it's like, even then it kind of makes no sense. It's like, oh, that's that's you know the headmistress or whatever, and like I know that's her because she slept next to me in this room one time, and it's like, <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is, is oh, she, she a witch? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, like she snores very specifically. That's why okay. I know it's her. It's like okay, but like. You haven't established oh, why she's they, weird, though. They like, step to the left instead of the right. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it just. I think it. Yeah. Absolutely. Screenplay in terms of screenplay, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, I think it understands. Now, granted, it has forty something years of hindsight and analysis yeah. of the original, yeah. and you can't have the new one without the original, right? Yeah. But like, but in terms of screenplay and world building. And the themes and like it's just so much more robust. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the the remake. So. Mother um, of Tears. Mother of Tears. There yeah, it is, guys. See, we we done our. <laughs> I kept wanting to call the three mothers, but that's <laughs> the name of the trilogy itself. Gotcha. It's called the three mothers. Uh, Brandon, that brings us to best best special achievement. All right. So for this one, um, I went with dance choreography. Oh wow! Um, okay. They, I thought it was a great special achievement. Seventy seven didn't get shit because there's no dancing. And um, I remember reading, when I was looking at score stuff, um, uh, Argento hated the seven, 2018 version because he said, there's no there's no music. I was like, well, there's no fucking dancing. I mean, there's this is a <laughs> movie about a dance academy and there's no dancing. But um, 2018 had great choreography. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's like it's it's good to watch it's fun to watch but it's also kind of brutal to watch i mean it, it looks yeah. painful whatever they're doing looks painful and so all of the actual dancing that goes on i mean not only is it good to look at but it ha- it adds to the story and it tells a story right um so they get the uh they get the special achievement for actually having some dancing can i and kyle before we go to you i just oh, mm-hmm. i don't, I don't want to forget this I, I, I think it's important to touch on this thing like, like oh, I didn't like it because like, where's the music? The original had iconic music that people remember. Where is it now? And I think it's, I think that's a trap. Yeah. I think it's like if, if I were to include this this like really, you know, you'd be compared to the original. Yeah, exactly. And, and so if you do the opposite and you, you have this really subtle, ethereal uh, music that kind of you don't even notice, mm-hmm. then you're... You won't get compared to it. You yeah, know what exactly, I mean? It's, yeah. you, you do your own thing now. Yeah. And I think that's cool, too. Uh, Kyle, what's, what do you got? Uh, my special achievement's going to go to the makeup on Dr. Klemperer. Um, oh, yeah. It's really fantastic old-age makeup. Like, if it wasn't for the voice, you probably wouldn't be able to tell that it was Tilda Swinton. I that's, the, that's the only issue I have with that whole character is, like, it's clearly yeah. Tilda Swinton to me talking. I, I was probably 75% of the way through it the first time I saw it before. I was like, is that fucking Tilda? Is that Tilda Swinton? <laughs> because yeah. they... I think it's Tilda Swinton. They credited I mean, it as somebody else. Yeah, the they did. Yeah, some it's, random yeah, name. Yeah. They were saying in the production notes that like, uh, you know, people in the cast or people in the crew didn't know, and I find that hard to believe. Yeah, like, okay. how the fuck would you put her in that much makeup yeah. and nobody fucking knows? <laughs> like, but I don't know. People. I mean, makeup's real fucking good. That's why it's getting the <laughs> yeah, though, yeah. But like, yeah, the, the makeup on Doctor Humper is fantastic. Like, it looks like a 80, 90 year old fucking man. Yeah. Like, yeah. legit, very fucking. Some of the best old age makeup I think I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, absolutely. Old age penis I've seen too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, oh, fuck very, yeah. very old Tilda Swinton dick. <laughs> good stuff. Tilda Swinton dick's my uh, <laughs> name of my <laughs> nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say my grunge band. <laughs> Tilda Swinton's dick. <laughs> my DJ name. <laughs> DJ Tilda Swinton dick. Wicka, wicka. Uh, just say I'm making a note. Um, okay. Uh, my special achievement, and really, guys, I, it's the style and the sound and the look of the original. Because I think, like, you know, I, I actually, like, it's no secret. I think, like, I like the, I like the remake more. Uh, but you just can't. I know, like, there's the, just the look and the sound of the original is just, it's iconic. Yeah. And I totally get that, like, this is something that people were not doing back yeah. then. Um, and I agree. I mean, it's it, it's uncomfortable. Like, you get yeah. just a, just a, it's just something about the look of just, what, like, the frame rate and just how it acts, like, the graininess of things. It just, yeah. it makes you feel uncomfortable while you're watching it. And they, they literally, it could be a movie about people eating a picnic and it would film that way and it would still be disturbing. Yeah, and it just, it's yeah, it's just the sound and the look and, um, I didn't remember a whole lot about the first time. I remember I didn't like the the first time I watched it, but I, I remember all I remember really of the scenes that I can, that can remember seeing the first time I watched it was like I don't know, man. It was just like it was just fucking red and it was loud. Like you know what I mean? Like that's all I remember about it. Um, and that's kind of all it is, but yeah. it's still good. Like yeah. it's still you know it's it, I think it's worth pointing out that that's a thing that people like. You know what I mean? And like I think it's it's yeah, it's definitely worth a point. Absolutely. Um, so that takes us to best scene. Brandon. All right. So here, my favorite scene, like I'll come up with my winner here soon, but my favorite scene from the 77 version is when Daniel's being stalked and when he dies. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had nightmares like where sure. everything around you is just fucking black. <laughs> like you're walking okay. down the hallway and like it's just, you just can't see anything around you, but there's shit going on that you know is going to come to get you. Okay. I mean, it's like, it takes you to like childhood, like being scared of the dark sort of thing. Okay. And like that scene was so well done and it was, 
I mean, like, I, if I were in his shoes, I'd be shitting my pants. Like, fuck the dog. I cannot. I mean, like, <laughs> right. and like the things, it's where he's blind. Like, he's already in darkness. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, they just keep adding to it by there's no streetlights around, and he gets into this square, and like, I thought it was really well done. But. Until you see the dog puppet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, we'll, cut it, we'll cut it there. <laughs> right but, before uh, the dog gets his neck. Yeah, it's fine. But, um, God. But then, uh, it gets knocked out of the park by. Like Olga's defeat and like Susie's dance, oh, yeah. like that we've already talked about the juxtaposition about the beauty and the death going on, and like that scene is just so well done. And like I'm a film guy, so I, I'm like a film student. They would have been showing this shit all day. Like this is what you do to make people feel something. Like I'm a sucker for it, and I thought mm. it was incredible. It was just really well done. So it gets the point for me. But Daniel stalking a death is a really close second. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not close enough to tie, good. but it's really close for me. I'm also going with the dance scene, but it's not that one. It's the the big ritualized dance to yeah. raise Mother Superiorum, right? Like where the one all, at the like, very end, or the vo- or the vo- not the one inside the basement, but the one so where they're trying Sarah's to raise possessed. it. Yeah, when yeah. Sarah's possessed. Oh, the, the Volk dance. Yeah, okay, the yeah, yeah, dance. okay. Because um, it is, it's it's kind of the same thing. It's very gorgeous, but it's very disturbing. Yeah. yeah. Makeup. There's like almost no clothes on these women. Like they're barely covered in just the right spots. Um, these people just like watching them and like yeah. you know that this is like they're trying to like bring about this fucking rise yeah. of this witch you yeah. know at the same time um and it's it's really gritty and gross and beautiful and i i didn't look it up but i assume that scene probably took days oh my god yeah. days yeah. it's a long and they're like scene all too. perfectly fucking in sync like mm. through every fucking step they're doing it is just fucking fantastic yeah. and yeah. then you you intercut it with you know uh what's her face sarah sarah like yeah. downstairs breaking her leg and the fucking bone and yeah. the witch is healing her and sending her back up and like ugh. yeah it's it's a it's a weird scene but so fucking beautiful yeah and it's neat to be able to like you have this dance and that's like i have the same it's the same thing i have the cool. same the volk dance um <clears throat> it's neat to have like you have the scene as the dance, right? But you have like all the stories that are within. It's like Sarah's downstairs and her finding the other girls, and then she breaks her leg, and then she's possessed. But then, like when she comes back out, you see like Klemper's like Klemper's reaction like, oh, no, maybe to her. This shit is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her and then Su- Susie's reaction to her, and like you know, uh, just everyone's rea- You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like when Marvel does a great job of it when you like fight scenes. There's a fight scene, but there's like a story in there's the fight. On, yeah. yeah. So- it's a well-edited um, scene. It's sure. really well-edited. And, like, and, and it, it's another one of those scenes where, like, when you remember it, you don't you don't think about the music. But if you go back and watch it again, there's a there's great music in that mm-hmm. scene. Like, um, and, like, it's just fucking... Yeah, it's, it's like... It's just dreadful. It, you know what I mean? It brings about, like... Because, yeah, you're right. Like, it's this beautiful sort of artistic dance and this expression of, of power and art and, like... But it's also you know that this is like this is like dark, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like like I don't understand. It's visceral and sexy it's visceral too. Yeah. and like yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like it feels like the climax of the movie. I mean, it's yeah. not because there's just shit that goes on in the sure. basement. But like, yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but like I, I felt like my heart was racing while I was watching. Oh it. Like, yeah. There's there's a lot going on and it's intense and I don't know. It's just it's just good filmmaking in general. Right. I agree, guys. Uh, that brings us to number eight, defining moment. What you got, Brandon? All right, let me see where we're at. All right, so defining moment uh, was just, I went over just overall visuals, which I just talked about how 77 had great visuals, but uh, 2018 gets the gets it for me just because 
of it's just it's just visually striking and disturbing. I liked the the use of the C, uh, CGI, but then I also like the practical effects. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I loved the editing of like Susie um, Susie's nightmares. Um, oh just, like, yeah, the, the oh, random yeah. scenes of gore and shit. Like, I mean, it's I like it's good stuff. Not that I liked seeing it, but it's it, I mean, it's just good stuff. I mean, it gets you it gets you feeling some sort of way. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the slow mo at the end um, when everyone's yep, exploding, <clears> but. <throat> I That's think that just, was just more of a way to cover some of the... Yeah. Because that was some of the shaky CGI. Yeah, right. Those heads exploding and, like, and stuff. And it was like, well, just fucking slow it down and shake it around a little bit so it's not yeah. as easy to see. And for like a two and a half hour movie, I'll go ahead and let it I'll let it slide. Like, that's just a minor quibble because I like the body horror of all of it. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of like... I mean, like the bones crunching, like Sarah's leg breaking and then mm -hmm. there's Olga's death, which we've talked about already. So they get it. They get it for me because not only is it... It's, it's cool to look at, but there's a lot of shit that happens that just... I mean, it took a lot of work. This thing took a lot of work yeah. to make make it look well. I mean, you got the '77 version, which there's some things that look good, but then there's the dog's head on a guy's hand. <laughs> yeah. to, to be fair, there's a lot of things that look great, and and then there's Mother Marcos at the end. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's it goes both ways, but, but but yeah, yeah. So that's what stands <clears throat> out for me. Man, I try to narrow it down to two, one from each one. Um, one thing that sticks out for me in '77 is the fucking barbed wire room mm -hmm. when she like is trying to get away because like. They don't show it. Like, most movies would be like, oh, she's going to jump into the barbed wire, and then she jumps into the barbed wire. Then she just jumps, and it's like, oh, fuck, she's yeah. in a room full of fucking barbed yeah. wire. Like, yeah. Like, Nightmare on Elm Yeah, I'll talk about that one later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? You don't like that? Oh, fuck it. That, like, oh, man. I love Because that, I don't, that I, the idea. I will say, like, I went back and I rewatched the scene. I rewatched the scene. You can see the barbed wire before she jumps down into it. It's, I think the idea, because, like, as she's jumping down, I think it's meant to be like almost like in the remake, how the holes kind of appear in the floor, mm -hmm. and she, you know, I think it's kind of be like the barbed wire kind of manifests down there as she jumps down. But if you look, you can see the fucking barbed wire sitting there. You know what I mean? So she just jumps down into a pit of fucking barbed wire. It's right there. <laughs> like, oh, that shit doesn't work for me at all, dude. Oh, no, go. oh <laughs> man. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but no, um, my defining moment is, uh, the end when Susie reveals herself as Suspiriorum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, That's right. a good twist. See, it's a good twist. That's something works. you should have fucking done in 77 cause yeah. it makes way more sense. Because, it, and yeah, cause the 77 is just like, it just, it ultimately ends up being just this, 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 like, oh, yeah, this final was, girl type thing yeah. where like, oh, final girl and then she kills and then, and then the Ghost thing explodes witch, uh, and then, yeah. yeah. an invisible witch, right. uh, yeah. burn the house down, yeah. movie, girl credits. Right. And this is just like, oh, this makes so much sense. This explains why she was drawn to Berlin. Right. It explains, like, talking about how she was in trouble a lot as a child. She was just always had this vision to come and, and yeah. dance. Yeah. And she, like, knew these dances by heart. And it's like, yeah, yeah. now it all makes sense because she was and fucking, you, and, you know. And it gives purpose to all of, like, the political behind-the-scenes coven mm -hmm. stuff yeah. where, like, you know, it's like, why, why do we care, really, like, who supports who to be the leader of this coven or whatever. Well, like, when Mother's, when Suspiriorum comes back, all these motherfuckers who supported Marcos are mm. getting fucking axed. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Because she's false, yeah. you know, and, like, yeah. And, yeah, and then playing into those witches, like, we, we talked um, earlier, f uh, fucking the original Tilda Swinton dance, God, why am I Miss uh, Blanc, Blanc uh, uh, you yeah. know, is, like, uh, a lawful evil. And then you got Suspiriorum is neutral evil, mm, and then yeah. Marcos is chaotic oh, okay, evil, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're all playing that certain role, because, like, she, you know, she comes back, and she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna kill you, and then she goes to Klemperer at the end, and is like, yeah. hey, let me just be honest with you, like, your wife died <laughs> a long time ago, like, it sucks, like, 
I'm gonna kill you now, so you don't have to live with that pain. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't kill him. She just, she just well, uh, she takes she, away yeah. the memory of his wife and right. stuff. But but I did like that. Saying like that's the only thing he was holding on to was right. like the thought that he would be with his wife again. And it's like, oh, I don't have that. And he, yeah, he goes. I did. Yeah. She's a fucking great character too. I mean, I like that. I can't remember the exact line, but at the end, it's like we, you know, we need we need pain and guilt, but yeah. but not not yours. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, guys, the defining moment for defining moment can be anything. It can be like the poster. It can be the sound. It can be fucking whatever. Cool to, posters to, for both of these. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah, absolutely. For me, uh, this is a tie, um, and it's actually just the chance to revisit both of these films with a fresh perspective. Okay. Um, I've seen them both now. I've seen them both before. I've done my homework. Um, let's go back and rewatch them and see, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm older now. Mm-hmm. Do I still feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Um, so really that's all it is. Just a chance to go back and revisit them and kind of like examine how I felt and, you know, have I grown at all and yeah. in terms of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, th- I thought it's been, yeah, so it's a tie for me. And that's okay. kind of a weird award, but no, no, it, it is sense. what it is. Uh, Best director is next. Probably, probably more straightforward. Yes. Um, for me, it goes to Luca Guada, Guadagino. Guadagnino. Uh, Guadagnino. Uh, he You're just... right, dipshit. <laughs> dumbass. I mean, <laughs> Dario does, I mean, he does well. I mean, it was his baby to begin with. And, like, I think he spent more time on, like, the score side of things and the visuals. But Luca just tells a much better story. And these actors, like, if you're able to direct Tilda Swinton to play three different roles incredibly well. I mean, it takes a really good director. I mean, it takes a good actor, but it takes a really good director. And I think he tells a, an incredible story. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets it for me just just for having that edge because not only does he tell, a, he tells a really good horror story, but he just tells a good story about his motherhood um, and just featuring a great cast. He knows what to do with them. And he knows how to use music. He knows how to, to not use music. Um, he just, he just, overall, just checks all the boxes for me. <clears throat> Yeah, you could really go either way in this one, I think, just on preference at the end. I'm giving the nod to Argento just because I think there's some, like, really fucking cool visuals and, like, you know, much stringent, like, stricter budget and it also being 1977. (laughs) But, like, uh, like reinventing the game sort of at the time and, like, there's a reason that this has, like, this cult status and it's because it's, it's, it was so different at the time. People still kind of are drawn to it for certain reasons, you know, like, is the blood like super bright red and like out of place? Yeah, but that kind of fits it with fits, its aesthetic, yeah. you know. Like, and I think Argento just just puts it all together well. I mean, there's not like much of a script, but he's like, "Hey, we got these six pages. Let's make a fucking hour <laughs> right. and a half long movie if we can," and and gives us some really cool visuals in the process. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Luca Guadagnino. I think it's really hard to first of all, it's fucking intimidating to think about remaking a movie like Suspiria. It's like if you're going to remake fucking Halloween. People are going to fucking crucify you about that. You know what I mean? You haven't even done anything yet. Yeah. Um, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so to make a movie that is like, because he's a fan of the original, right? And it's just like, to make a movie that is respectful of the original, that's not, that's not like stepping on its toes really, to, you know, like rather than try to do what Argento did, to try and go over here and do something different and yeah. do my own version of the story that he was telling. And even that's 
you can't. The only thing, okay. Like I said at the top, if like, I were to try and do it exactly like you did, right. people would fucking hate me. If I yeah, do something absolutely. different, people fucking hate me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at least I'm gonna it's go my out and. Vision at the end of the day. It's my yes, yeah, my vision for it. And yeah, I think it's. I think I. I just really respect that. And I think he did a good job. He was very respectful of the source material. Yeah. It elevates it. It makes me like Suspiria more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it makes me just appreciate. You know, they weren't able to execute really what. As much as this, you know. So yeah, um, so, yeah for for me, I guess Luca Guadagnino, and like you said, getting his performances out of Tilda Swin, um, even this, just the decision to make Klemperer right played by a woman, yeah, um, is fucking great. There's like hardly any men in the movie. There's the two police officers that get their dicks played with with a hook or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I think those are the only guys in the movie. Yeah. Um, and so it really is really a storytelling about about women. You know what I mean? And I think that's fucking super cool. Um, next is Wild Card. So this could be lots of things, man. What, what do you got, Brandon? So Wild Card, um, I came up with like the sense, it was like the Sense of Dread Award. So just how, how I felt throughout the whole entire thing. And um, it was a it was a tie. Both of them get both of them get the wild card point. Okay. Because for different for different reasons. I mean the music and the visuals really like just the, the, the style of how the seventy seven version's filmed just makes you feel a certain way. It makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel stick to your stomach. But then the two thousand eighteen version does that just as well with all the different the nightmare sequences, the, the dances, uh, the the body horror and the gore. And so they're all both of them are really great at just <clears throat> making you feel super uncomfortable which is what a horror movie should do i mean but it should also be fun to watch they were both fun to watch um but they both had a sense of dread to them so they get to get to tie there uh my wild card is best dancer um like i said going into this like i I think dakota johnson sucks in pretty much everything i've ever fucking seen her in yeah uh but like from the get-go that first like audition dance scene like Chick put a lot of fucking work into all yeah. the fucking Well, I was going to ask you, like, is it is it her or is it... Because like, a lot of times a lot the of hair times is in her de- face and you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm I, sure I was there was wondering. a dancer that filled in, but there's definitely a lot of times when it's like very clearly her doing some of that stuff. Okay. Um, and even even still, like just giving her a point just because I've never really cared for her that much as an actress and like to come in and just be like, wow, you're... There, there are times you're like <laughs> stepping on Tilda, Tilda Swinton's yeah. toes like yeah. straight up like that's fucking impressive mm. so big point to her um, I'm bringing back an old category um, we don't have best actor categories anymore uh-huh. um, but I'm going to bring back best actor uh, Tilda Swinton get yeah, fucked <laughs> you know what I mean like uh, Tilda Swinton fucking crushes I, I like Tilda Swinton generally um, but like she plays three different characters in this movie, uh, probably more. Who fucking knows? She was like every <laughs> character in this movie, and every one of them is a completely different character yeah. that she just like disappears into. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's wild to me. That's wild to me, mm-hmm. man. Like um, she's a regular Eddie Murphy and Nutty Professor. <laughs> <laughs> she's the Nutty Professor and the shit out of this movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just can't say enough good stuff about Tilda Swinton, man. Like, when, when you walk away, it's like, what did you like about this movie? And it was like, well, Tilda Swinton was fucking amazing. Holy fuck, yeah. did you see it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, that brings us to, guys, what the fucks. And for the listeners, right, these aren't worth any points. They're just yeah. like funny things that we noticed. Um, and I think we're trying to keep this to, like, one or two things. I know yeah. there's obviously two movies, but, uh-huh. like, um, if you have any runners-up, let's do those first. All right. Do you just want to do them all at once, or do you want to go around? Yeah, let's just do run- runners-up real quick. Just, like, give, right. me, so give me a runner-up. For my runner-up, 
for um, 77 as Albert, that blonde, bowl-cut motherfucker. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. Albert's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then for the 2018 version... That's the whole other fuck just like... <laughs> ah, the, the, the winner comes from that one. Okay. But then okay. the runners-up for the... Uh, I mean, like, I don't want to be too rough on it. I mean, it's like pushing the kid on the playground. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, for 2018 version, um, there's... I mean, the last 30 minutes are pretty fucked up. I mean... Nowadays, we have movies like Midsummer. We have movies like Hereditary, where there's yeah. some fucked up stuff going on in the third act. For, so, but it was still it was still pretty fucked up. Okay. With all the naked people and yeah, um, I loved that. Yeah, no, loved it. it. It's cool, but <laughs> at the same time, you're like, oh god, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Marcos's appearance, like she was, was pretty messy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then like the the peeping on the frozen police officers, like playing with their little penises. Was, like that was a little like. Come on. Be a little nicer to those guys. Yeah, the penis playing one was weird. <laughs> uh, just a weird, like, ah, oh, hit that with a meat hook. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. Stop doing that. Um, in 77, like, the Shaw Brothers, like, quick fucking ending to this movie. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Like, Jesus. It's just like, uh, not Susie, her, Sarah comes out, and she's like, oh, I got these fucked up eyes, and it's like, oh, let's stab the air. Oh! Roll credits. It's like so fucking yeah. fast. They were like, we gotta, like, we gotta fucking get out Guys, of here. wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Guys, like, we... I need to go on break. Can we yeah, just we fucking shoot just, re- just shoot the last, like, six days of this movie today? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and Suspiria 18, I think there's just a little too much till this one with the Marcos and the, the, like I said earlier, the voice on Klemperer, they could have at least, like, done something to that because it's, it just doesn't come off as like an old German man. Like it sounds German, okay. but it, it still sounds very like feminine, and it it just didn't work for me. It's yeah, I I kind of see what you're saying. Um, my runner up, it's probably just from 2018. We Mother Marcos is the look. Um, so much of the rest of this movie, I think, is fucking mm-hmm. aces yep. in terms of like the look, and like, but like the one thing you're gonna put right out in front of the audience is this like skin suit <laughs> like yeah. it really does it looks yeah. rough it yeah. doesn't move it looks rough like that's, yeah that's the um, you know of all the things you could have taken from the original had and had her like shrouded behind something you know what i mean like that would have been cool if it was you know like there's still the same ritual but it's downstairs and it's yeah there's like this dark area and she's back there and you that would have been fucking cool. But she's, like, right, and she's, like, naked, and her fucking floppy titties are all everywhere, and, like, um, I just... She's got fucking steampunk glasses on for she's something. She's got, like, else. steampunk yeah. goggles on. That's yeah. all she's wearing. I don't, uh, yeah, that's a big what the fuck for me. I, I yeah. just feel like, like, re- man, really, uh... Especially, so, in that same scene, the fucking demon that comes out of the ground looks fucking cool great. Cool as fuck. Yeah. That yeah. thing's so fucking amazing, uh-huh. and then you've got to, like, stand next to this fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Mother Marcos shit. Um, okay, so that brings us to our actual what the fuck, yeah. though, Brandon. What do Biggest you Biggest one for me, what the fuck, where is, is the fucking dancing in 1977? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. a dance academy. There should be fucking dancing. And so, biggest what the fuck. Yeah. Uh, my award just says, uh, how the fuck she get on the roof? <laughs> um, so, in 77, she's in the apartment building, right? And you get that fucking ape arm that comes through yeah, the window. Yeah, yeah. And, like, pulls her into the window. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's just her face getting smashed up against the window. And you got Olga Alcila, or whoever, knocking on the fucking door, like, ah, you know, let me, let me, let me. And then it cuts back, and she's on the roof. And she's getting stabbed over and over again. How the fuck she even get on the roof? She was just in the fucking bedroom. Now she's on the roof getting thrown through a fucking window. Yeah. Like, 
it just like goes way too fast and it's like yeah, yeah that's why your movie's 80 fucking minutes because you're like nah we ain't feeling <laughs> we ain't feeling anything else just no. fucking put her on the roof <laughs> okay the biggest dude guys it's the barbed wire death dude I, uh, the barbed like wire that. death I think is lame <laughs> as fuck <clears throat> so first again you can see the barbed wire in the shot okay yeah. so it, it it's sh- it's supposed to be the camera comes down <clears throat> and then it's like it's I don't know she's meant to just drop down into a little room like two or three feet guys mm. and and then like but then she jumps down and all of a sudden it's filled with barbed wire but like it's it's there in the shot so like that's rough um but also I it, there's nothing obscuring it right I mean like unless you're just saying it just appeared and she's just in barbed wire which I think is lame yeah you know what I mean that's like okay well like I'm just walking around and then just like Oh, some shit just appeared in front of me and I died, yeah, you know? that's like, like Freddy Krueger <clears throat> shit. Right it's there. some Freddy like, Krueger yeah. shit, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, let's, dude, let's say you fall in a pit of barbed wire, okay? Dude, you don't die. No, it no. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it sucks, but you don't die unless you flip the fuck out and just start writhing around until it cuts your neck open. Like, just everything about that scene just fucking does not work for me um so yeah that's what the yeah barbed wire death what the fuck guys um and that's gonna bring us around to best picture okay um we've all had ties right you had ties you have not okay so kyle's would be worth three points so trace pointos i took french i don't know i assume it's pointos (laughs) i had one tie okay okay so it's no surprise I think 2018 knocks out of the park. It's a great movie. Not only does it take what the 1977 version was lacking mm-hmm. and just where it sort of came up short and sort of expounds upon that and does better, I think it's just a good horror movie in general. Like, even if the 1977 version didn't exist, I still think it would be, I still think it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think it, people might like it more because they wouldn't sit there and compare it to the original. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I mean, so that that they get best picture for me. It's it's no question at all. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm going. Uh, it's Suspiria 2018. It's a really pretty fucking good movie. I went into it yeah. expecting absolutely <laughs> nothing. Um, and it gives off those A24 sort of vibes. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the cerebral horror, you know, is kind of my bag when it comes to horror. Um, not that I dislike gory movies or anything like that. It's just there's <clears> so much more story. There's so much more to get into. It's better paced. Uh, visuals are much better outside of Marcos, you know, but, um, great performances, even the fucking, I could just watch, I, you could have taken all the horror aspects out of it, I would have watched that fucking dance movie and be like, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> you put it up against fucking, yeah, <laughs> any, any dance yeah. movie, yeah. you know, like, Magic West Side Mike, Story, bro. Magic Mike versus <laughs> Edwin's Experience 2018, let's go. Um, oh, let me ask you guys a question. No. This, so, <laughs> how long, how long is the original? 85 minutes, 90 minutes? Yeah, it's like 90 minutes. How, how many times did my wife? That was this. This is like, how many times did my wife, who put this marathon together, and wanted this discussion? How many times do you think my wife fell asleep during that movie? Seventy-seven. <laughs> <laughs> One for every year it was after nineteen. No, really. What, what do you think? What? Oh, give me over under. What do you think? Three. Like five. I counted three. Oh no! I counted three separate times she fell asleep. It's a bonus point. For uh, and this is a 90-minute movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this just did not, it did not capture her attention at all, really. She was not... She wanted to watch it because she was like, man, like, I really want... I really, like, want to watch this. Um, whereas 2018 is two and a half hours. It's like fucking Lord of the Rings length. Yeah. And you're invested the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think that... I think that 2018 
is categorically better, guys. Like, like it, it's okay. And, and, and again, like, we'll get to the poll numbers. We'll get to, like, people love the original, and I think that's great. But I think that if you really think... Because I was talking to people who were telling me that, like, they think it's even it's silly to even have a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, like the 2018 version is nowhere near as good as the as the original. It's like, I, th- I think if, if that's your opinion, like, I don't even think you're being intellectually honest about yeah. the conversation. Well, I mean... Because it's not the case. It's like, I mean, like, like the Rotten Tomatoes score surprises me. Yeah, like, it's like a 30-point spread. 65 to 90-something. Like, why the fuck mm-hmm. does 77 have 90%? Yeah. Like... I mean, yeah. sure. It, I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's feeding into. I mean, uh, yeah. I think it's nostalgia. I think it's because, oh yeah, did you see Spiria back in the seventies, eighties? Man, I, that was my shit. But then, like, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, as someone who has never seen either one of them, this is the first time I'd watched both of them. It's not a question. Like, yeah, I, I don't. It, it's not even fucking close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really, I like the original. I appreciate. I like the sound. I like the style. I like the, you know, just the look of it. But, like, if we're talking what's the better movie, it's fucking not even close, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's, um, and it's not shitting on 77. No, 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 no. And I, I like, like it. I like Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. And, Where I think that, I think that the, the original is, a, is an important movie. It's a good movie. I think you should watch it. But I think... But I think the, the the remake, if you catch me on the right day, might be a Pantheon movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you catch me on the right day, it might be a Pantheon we'll movie. Today, we'll see if that today. today. Yeah, we'll kind of <laughs> see what you guys think. So, uh, guys, we're going <clears> to <throat> we're gonna count up the total points. Um, we're going to do a little back-end stuff here, and we're going to come right back to you, okay? <laughs> and we are back, guys. Uh, so we have the totals from everybody here at the table, but... We have the special write-ins from Matt Wade. So he has also provided answers to all of these questions that we've answered tonight. So we're going to go through them really quickly, see how they stack up, see if they change kind of what our totals are, and see if it, you know, if it impacts things. Uh, Brandon, why don't you kick us off? He's got for his best location. Yeah, sure thing. We've got Suspiria 2018, Dance Room for Performance of Bulk, Darkness Juxtaposed. Juxtaposed <laughs> against spare lighting, the pentagram-like metal design of the floor, and otherwise spare decoration set an eerie mood that was perfect for the dance being performed. It doesn't try too hard to set that right mood, and I think it works well. All the better for it. Okay. And then best character he has from Suspiria 2018, Madame Blanc. Tilda Swinton is often excellent in bringing compelling characters to life, and such is the case here. She and the character strike a nice balance between tough taskmaster and seductive mentor. Seductive. seductive. I don't know what movie he watched. I mean. uh, the mysterious aura drew me in. Swen's performance kept me there, and the witch revelations adds another level of intrigue. I won't say I felt bad about Madame de Blanc's death, but I felt something, and that's a testament to character and actor working in tandem with each other. All right, guys. I've got best kill, death, or defeat. He's also got 2018. Uh, Susie Banyan exploding witches' heads in the ritual room. It's appropriately operatic for this type of film, and the music. The lighting, the practical effects, and choreography work in harmony with each other to create an epic bloodbath. And a surprise to re- reveal to who's really in power. Mm-hmm. Alright, we've got best score or soundtrack. We have a tie between 77 and 2018. Oh, okay. He talks about mm-hmm. Goblins and Argento's score, uh, while uh, and Tom York's score, and while not as technically, not as strong technically as the score in the re- as, wow. 
While not as strong technically as the score in the remake, I feel the original score fits better with the horror film. The reoccurring creepy fairy tale piano theme, gongs, chants, and drums all contribute to the foreboding, dangerous mood, and the guitars add a cool rock feel. As for the remake, continuing with the operatic theme, the music here is more classical than horrific and is still unnerving enough to continually set me on edge, especially when the strings and frequent crescendos. York has still got a great voice, and he knows how to use it for the maximum effect. Best screenplay, 2018 Suspiria. Looks like we got a runaway. Uh, David Kajganich. Uh, while not really the strength of this film... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's kind of the point of this film. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, Kajganich's screenplay presents fascinating characters, believable relationships within the dance troupe, and a strong enough central story about a seemingly humble young woman from Ohio who wants to become the best dancer she can be under the tutelage of the best choreographer she knows. The Secret Coven angle adds both a striking analogy for the cutthroat nature of the business and a vivid take on witchcraft rituals and witch power dynamics in its own right. I also appreciate the introduction of some witch mythology, even if it's not fully fleshed out. All right, then I've got uh, Best Special Achievement, also Suspiria 2018, so this is a fucking blowout, boys. Uh, Choreography by Damien Jallet. Um... I would have been perfectly happy if this was a straight-up dance movie. Fuck yeah, guys, we said the same thing. <laughs> exactly. uh, because the choreography is just that good. Even when the plot lost me or started to bore me, uh, the violent, primal, and somewhat sensual dancing held my attention. It feels authentic uh, to what I know of modern dance, uh, which he says is from, from watching So You Think You Can Dance, <laughs> uh, and, and neatly fits uh, with the witchcraft themes and the imagery through intricate body whirling, whipping, undulating, pulling, and pulling... It communicates yearning and communal worship of an unseen god. Powerful stuff. For sure. For the best scene, we've got 2018 Suspiria's what? Susie's first dance as lead in front of Madame Blanc and the other dancers. While Olga's body contorts upon itself in time with Susie's violent movements. It's shocking, grotesque, and immediately told me what type of movie this was going to be. The makeup, prosthetics, and other practical effects were, are pretty seamless. And the editing intensifies what is already an intense scene. And as I mentioned earlier, the choreography is great. The Finding Moment. I uh, gave it to an MVP from Suspiria 2018. What a trend. Tilda Swinton. Knowing that Tilda Swinton plays both Dr. Klumper and Madame Blanc. I guess he didn't realize she also <laughs> played uh, Madame Marcos. Uh, and plays them so damn well. I continue to be impressed by her bold creative choices and commitment to her craft. She's the MVP of any movie she's in. And this is certainly no exception. Yeah. Uh, best director. Guys, we got one. We got one. We got one for 77. <clears throat> Dario Argento. Argento's direction is much tighter and more focused than that of Guadagnino's. He is solely focused with an... <clears throat> he is solely concerned with an atmosphere of horror and then absolutely works here. The editing is tighter. The lighting effects are strong. There's a better use of set and props. And the camera movements are simpler but more effective. Argento... <clears throat> excuse me. Argento uses overhead shots and POV shots on occasion to bolster a sense of dread, uh, but mostly uses medium shots and lets the lighting, the music, the acting, and the on-screen action do the heavy lifting. And he gets <clears throat> solid, consistent performances from all of his actors, which leads, which lends further consistency to the film's overall look and feel. <clears throat> all right, so for our wild card, we've got Best Lighting Award, which goes to Suspiria 1977. What? Not only do I feel the original is better lit than the remake, but the use of lighting is more interesting, especially in the use of colors. Garish reds, cool blues, and vivid greens all establish an evil mood. Lighting is especially important because most of the film takes place at night. 
and there's just the right amount of light to create creepy shadows in every frame. <clears throat> what the fuck? Suspiria 2018, the Holocaust subplot. Hmm. Uh, while the final scene between Susie and Dr. Klumperer is quite powerful, I didn't know what the hell was going on during most of it, and I struggled to care. This film didn't need that extra layer of thematic meaning, especially since Ankh and Dr. Klemperer are very much supporting characters with a tenuous connection to the main plot. If I had to go with a runner-up from Suspiria 77, I'd go with the scene where Susie is talking to the psychologist and his head is too frequently dominates the entire frame. What the fuck? <laughs> I very much disagree about the Holocaust subplot. I think it like definitely ties in and it's... Oh, yeah. Whatever. But that's that's his opinion. It's fucking wrong. But... <laughs> you, you guys want a bigger what the fuck? Check out his best sure. picture. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. so, so, we've got 2018 for every award except for one. But best picture seventy seven. Uh, what the fuck, Matt? Okay, okay. Come on, Matt. so so it says so. My award tally says otherwise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I do feel that overall the original is better than the remake. It only sets out to be a horror film, and it succeeds. Uh, all the technical elements of the film are uniformly very good. The story doesn't drag. The music the music better fits the film's tone. The visual aesthetic is stronger. Creepy, garish, gothic, macabre. Uh, I definitely get the sense that the style influence 1980s horror filmmakers in the United States and even other European horror films, uh, and for good reason. It is spare and stark, and it gets the job done. The acting, acting is the film's weakest element for me, uh, but does it detract from the rest of the film, and even the clear, but it doesn't detract from the rest of the film, and even the clear dubbing has a certain charm. I agree. Um, did I love the movie? No. But of the two films, it is less meandering, more watchable, and if I had to watch either of the two films again, I'd watch this one. Still, I would have liked a clearer rationale as to why the witches were killing the girls, especially early on. All right. All right then. Well, uh, we factored in, in Matt's numbers, um, and so we actually have our full totals. But before we go to that... We're going to hit up the poll and see what everyone else had to say. Alrighty. So this was a stupidly heavily voted in poll from yeah. what, what I expected. Um, with 34 votes, we had Suspiria 2018. Uh, and Suspiria 1977 had 158. Yeah. So it smoked uh. the shit out of 2018, which uh, That's doesn't really sound wild. like what happened and here. I expected this. And like you said, this was way more. Th I've seen polls with bigger numbers. Sure. But for a movie made in 77. Right. And then a remake. I expected yeah, a very movie that few. I, you know, like, people have seen, but like it wasn't like a super popular right. movie that came out. Yeah. yeah. I expected very few. Yeah. So, But a fucking 150 something to 30. You know what I mean? That's like, crazy. that's wild. And how much of yeah. that is just voting off? Oh, well, of course. The original of course one. it yeah. is. Yeah. Just yeah. sniffing your own I've never seen any of like, these, but I'm going to vote for this. <laughs> Uh, we got some, some comments here. George West said, Both Suspirios are absolute masterpieces, each of their own distinct reasons. The original is weaker on storytelling and acting, but the visuals overcome its weaknesses. Okay. Uh, the rem remake still has some pretty stunning visuals, but overall the color palette is much more subdued. However, the acting and storytelling far surpass anything the original has to offer. Overall, I slightly give the edge of 2018, but only very slightly. Uh, we've got... Rebecca Cooley says, even though I enjoyed 2018, I like the original 1977 better. Mike Calkin says, 77 is one of my favorite movies of all time, but 18 is still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ainsley Hargis says, the remake had some genuinely excellent moments, exciting and terrifying, but I think overall the original is just a better piece. Uh, and Vincent Suarez mm. says, I love both, 
The extra hour has little to do with whether the new one is better. It's the political context within which the story is set that gives it a refreshing new dimension. But nothing tops the lurid art piece that is the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so that's that's what they think, guys. But like, all that really matters is what we think here at the table. Yeah, okay, fuck so you, poll people. The, the only, yeah, I appreciate it, guys. But nah. yeah, thank you for voting in such high numbers. But fuck you. Yeah. So the only thing left to determine, really. So I think it's pretty clear, right? If we look at the totals, is it thirty-seven we have for two thousand eighteen? Okay, and fourteen it's, for seventy-seven. Yeah. So it's a blowout. Two thousand eighteen ran the fucking table here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Even for blowout. the guy who didn't give it best picture, he, right. he still <laughs> doubled his award. Yeah. for it. I don't know how you can give like every award to the other movie and then still say best picture. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. It is what um, okay, so guys, um, the only thing left to determine then, like 2018 is our golden idol the winner. Is our golden idol winner. We need to determine whether or not it's Pantheon. Right. Uh, Kyle, what is Pantheon? Pantheon is the special shelf. It's the <laughs> the halls of the movie gods. Uh, it's where we put, you know, our top movies. It's not necessarily AFI's top 100. But it is definitely just, like, movies that, like, fit our certain niche. And it's, like, they're still really fucking good. And, like, if someone says, hey, I need to watch a movie tonight, this is a movie you would pull off the shelf and toss it out and go, go fucking watch this. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything in Pantheon, you should be able to be like, dude, you should watch yeah, this. Watch this. Yeah. Yes. yeah, you like movies? Okay, why haven't you watched this yet? Right. Okay. Um, so we just need to go around the table real quick. Like, just tell me... Uh, you know, do you think it's Pantheon, yes or no? You know what I mean? And then if it if everybody says yes, uh, it'll get kicked up and we'll vote on it. But if anybody says no, it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know, better luck next time. Uh, Brandon, I'll start off with you, man. Um, had you seen either either one of these movies no, before you went this in? this is the first time. Okay, first and I think time, yeah. Kyle, same for you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? 2018, what would you say, Pantheon, yes yeah. or no? Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I definitely think... I think it is Pantheon because mainly because I think it's it stands on like it stands on its own as its own horror film. I mean, yeah, it's got the seventy seven sort of in its shadow. It doesn't even stand on the shoulders. I mean, it's its own thing. Yeah. And um, I think it's incredibly well acted. It's very well directed. It's well choreographed. It tells a great story. Um, it doesn't overuse or sort of take advantage of its. I mean, it does take advantage, but it doesn't overstay its welcome with the two and a half hour viewing because I mean, it still feels pretty brisk when. You're watching a movie that's well done. Two and a half hours feels like an hour, and you want more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a really good horror movie. It's a good just it's just a good movie, and so I would yeah. definitely I definitely think it's worth kicking up. Yeah, well, I mean we call this you know seventy seven versus eighteen because it felt weird to call it original versus remake because right. it doesn't feel like a fucking remake. It feels like yeah. it's its own thing. Um, I'm the one who put the the A24 like horror movie marathon together. Like this would have fit in perfectly with that. I think like there's just so many like elements that kind of fit in with that, and that's my kind of shtick for horror movies. I like a cerebral slow kind of burn, big stories. Um, and like you said earlier, like what day you asked me could really determine whether I say yes or no. Today would be a yes for me. Yeah. Um, I'm really digging on it today where I think it is, it's certainly something that, that people should watch uh, and something that definitely deserves a kick up to see if everyone else would agree. <sighs> Guys, I would say yes. Well, I, I, I really would. I, I would kick it up. Um, that's kind of how I felt going in, going into tonight. Um, like I said, I, I'm on that, I'm not kind of on a, on a good day, on a bad day, maybe mm-hmm. I see something different. Because there is, the only thing I really don't like is the, is the way Mother Marcos looks at the end. I, yeah, I, it it's really hard, just the look of it. It'd be hard, plus, in my <clears throat> opinion, if everyone like broke it down into categories, you'd be like, mm-hmm. 
oh, this is just awful top to bottom or bad, yeah, yeah. you know, top like there's some elements that aren't like perfect, but it's like overall it's mostly yeah. pretty good with, yeah. in that category. Yeah. I think yeah. Overall, the visuals are fucking amazing. There's just one misstep at the end. And there's another movie that I think is Pantheon that, like, uh, 13 Assassins. 13 Assassins, I think, is a fucking brilliant movie. And it's got, like, five seconds of a two and a half hour runtime of real shitty CGI. <laughs> and it's like, you know, people are going to pick it apart, but it's like, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Just get past the five seconds of the yeah. shitty bull on fire, okay? Like, um,. <laughs> And this is this is the same thing for me. Like I, I I think that this is I think it deserves to be discussed for Pantheon, honestly. Um, especially going going around it here tonight. I think it's categorically better than the original, and people fucking love the original. Yeah. Um, I think it deserves to be talked about. I think yeah. it deserves to be recognized. Even when and we went yeah. through the poll and read some of those comments, like people were like, yeah, "I like 2018 a lot," and didn't yeah. expect to. And it was yeah. like, "Well, I'll give the edge to this." And I think a lot of that is just like. I can't, I can't say, I can't slap yeah. this, you know, geriatric movie in the face and say it's not good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's yes, but yeah, so, if you watch them back to back like we did, then it really, it really shows you why. So guys, I don't want to, I don't want to kick you in the nuts, uh-huh. but I'm reading Matt's, Matt's response. What did he say? He said yes, obviously, right? He said no to both. What? He says no to both. He says, <clears throat> the remake is too convoluted despite its technical merits. It's not. And the original <laughs> might be influential, but I felt that it was a good, entertaining little horror flick and nothing more. Neither film reinvents cinema or makes any important statements. I disagree. It probably doesn't help that horror isn't my genre. You're right. Yeah. But even then, I mostly appreciate horror films that say something interesting or vital. It does. It does. Neither <laughs> neither of these films really does that. One Plus, does. there are much, much better movies about witches or witchcraft. The Blair Witch Project, anyone? I, I mean, uh, I also, also is, Pantheon. But is that uh, really about witches? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe The uh, Witch. <laughs> still, I'm glad I gave both versions of Suspiria a chance uh, because at least I got something out of each of them. And I, I appreciate that, man. I just, yeah, I just just really wish that like because it's like it's like fuck man matt gave every single award yeah you know and, to, and you uh, know it's it, yeah he went he went so heavy on 2018 and right. gave almost nothing to suspiria 77 but he went best picture there and it's like did it affect the end results of what was going to get you know right. discussed for pantheon no but it definitely affected it because he said no to it. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the, that's the thing, man. We, we go back to, like, you know, people playing along at home. If you want to be involved, if you think that we're fucking idiots, and you're welcome to think that we're fucking idiots, by the way. Um, I've sat at the table and looked at Nathan and be like, what the fuck are you, what, why? And he's yeah. done the same thing to Brad, and no one's done it to me because I'm perfect. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, if you want if you want a voice at the table, and you want a you fucking yes or no vote that gets in, like, let us know. You know what I mean? Like, get get in, get involved. Like, we want you to be in the podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, a good example tonight, George West had, like, a good lengthy comment, explained why he yeah. felt certain ways about things. That's someone, like, we take mental note of later, and we're like, hey, maybe, Absolutely. you know, we're doing an episode later. You did a good analysis here. You want to help us out with this? Right. Yeah. For sure, guys. So, uh, end of the night, it, it is what it is, guys. Um, <clears throat> to, uh, Suspiria 2018 is our Golden Idol winner. It will not go out for Pantheon, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, closing comments, what do you, what do you think, Brandon? You got anything? Um, not really. I mean, two two great movies on their own merit. Um, a little disappointed that 18 doesn't get its chance at Pantheon, but hey, maybe maybe one of these years it'll get there. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not there tonight, but it doesn't mean it can't go at sure. some other point, too, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I, I came in, you know, expecting the 77 version to stomp some ass, and it, it didn't. Like, yeah. it, it had some good stuff in it, but, like, I watched 77, I was like, oh, 
that, that'll have some things that'll be kind of hard to top. And then, like, not even halfway into 2018, I was like, yeah, this is fucking dominating. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, a, this is a pretty good movie, and I wasn't expecting to like it at all. Especially, like, oh, Dakota Johnson's a lead. Fucking great. Right. And then, oh, wow, she was actually quite terrific. Mm-hmm. Right. This is, again, like, like, we've been doing this a lot of years, man, and, like, I don't really... Th- to care what people think about me. You know what I mean? Like, I know I do my homework and like, you know, but I don't know. This this was one of the episodes that I was worried about where it was like, man, I just don't want people to fucking tear me apart in the comments about what I think of, you know, because I think, I think the remake is better. Yeah. And uh, and I, I know that's controversial or whatever, but like, it, it is what it is. You know yeah, what I mean? If you're going to challenge us, um, come with your fucking Yeah, come, come with some, facts. Yeah, yeah, come with some facts because like, but sitting at the table and I really, it made, it was, it, revitalize me a bit it's like okay cool like i'm not, it's not just me yeah it's no. not just me like like it's fucking better it's a better movie yeah. and i don't understand why it's 30 percent less <laughs> on rotten tomatoes why yeah. it's less on imdb why it's five times lower than the other in our poll yeah um it's just yeah, yeah like guys guys watch the movie like yeah. just watch the movie and give it a fucking chance yeah there's so many times we've disagreed with the poll and it's it's like man i wish people would watch these before right. they, they they went ahead and voted sometimes but Hey, you know, if you're going on a gut check, mm. I probably would have said the same thing without having watched it. I'm like, yeah, 77 yeah. is probably going to win. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just how it crumbles sometimes. Yeah. So that's how it goes, guys. Um, I'm not sure when we'll be in the studio again next, but um, yeah, it was nice having you guys. Like, Brandon, anytime you're at the table, it's fucking great. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Um, where can Videoland find you? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook. I'm at Brandon Folk on Facebook, and I'm also at Man and Rock Productions on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. All the places. Kyle, what about you, man? Um, you can find me on Facebook at Kyle Brown. Not, don't hit at Kyle Brown. I mean, you can, I guess. Just type Kyle Brown. I think that's how Facebook works. I'm just rambling. Now, uh, Movie Script Life on all your other social media platforms. If you're in the Lafayette area, I'm in uh, La Cajo Fall at Civic Theater in February. It's the birdcage. <laughs> the birdcage. The French version of the birdcage. But we speak in English with French accents. Well, I do. Yeah. Not everyone else does. But I do. And I'm, my character's not even from France. Yeah. Good time. That's convoluted. Yeah, okay, go. <laughs> yeah. Tickets are gonna fucking go off. Uh, my name's Nathan, guys. You can find me on the Facebook page, uh, TillaSwinsDick.com. Um, look, <laughs> so listen, guys. Adventures in the Land. We're all over the fucking place now. What, what are we on? Instagram. Uh, what else? What else is there, man? Yeah, the Facebooks. The, obviously, yeah, the yeah. We'll get into that part at the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We got Instagram. We got fucking Pornhub shit. Uh, got an OnlyFans. We got a TikTok. Uh, it's just Brad. TikTok's just, just dingling yeah. his dingle. <laughs> that's actually that's actually true. Uh, but then yeah, obviously the, the con- Instagram of him just annoying his his father-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, obviously the the conversation begins and ends on Facebook. Um, if you need anything, you can get a hold of Brad Mc. Boom! <laughs> he's uh, he's our 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 wonderful leader and uh, uh, surprisingly not so terrible guy. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been criticism at its finest hour. Until next time, my friends. Peace. Yeah.